you know, maybe you're into something that's perfectly legal and just kind of outside of the norms and you're a school teacher and, you know, you don't necessarily want the entire junior high school class to know what you're into behind closed doors. Hello and welcome to Terrifying Robot Dog. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with the world. This week, we talk about microchipping criminals. Please stay tuned. Terrifying Robot Dog is next. This is pretty horrible and creepy. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. So there was an item in the news recently about uh, an Indonesian rape case. uh, And, you know, of course, the, I suppose, appropriate public outcry about it. And the president, I guess agreed to pass a law that would, among other things, support microchipping people guilty of child rape, basically. Mm-hmm. Which, eh, obviously, it's heinous and disgusting, and I have kids. and Yeah, I mean, when it comes to, to crimes to commit, that's right up there at the top as far as the worst of the worst. Mm. But man, I, yeah, I'm like anti-corporal punishment. I'd rather see those people killed than microchipped, frankly. I mean, the slippery slope is a logical fallacy, but man, that's scary. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a that seems like a really a really slippery slope. There's something about well, so what do you think about this? What do you think about the home confinement ankle bracelet? I'm mostly okay with the home confinement ankle bracelet because it's not used as like it's it's not a it's not a lifelong thing like a chip that implanted in your body would be. It's used while you're serving as particular sentence or while you're awaiting trial for something. Um, and so in that regard, it, it seems better in some cases than having someone locked up in a jail cell. Right. I, I kind of, I, I definitely like it better too, but I don't really know why. I guess it's, it's used for a different purpose. So it doesn't, the article doesn't go into detail about specifically what's involved with the technology, but it appears to be clear that, I mean, it says that it would allow authorities to monitor and locate people after they're freed. Yeah. So it is, so it's not like something that for a period of time, they're supposed to remain within this geofence location. It's more like, you know, you've got a GPS beacon in your ankle for all time. Yeah. And I mean, I get what they're trying to do. They're kind of, they're trying to keep tabs on where these people are. And I, I get that. I totally get the need for that. And I mean, in the U.S., we have the sex offender registry where committed sex offenders are supposed to go and register and keep their address informa- and information, all that up to date. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is on one hand, this is just like a more advanced um, form of that. But I don't know. It, it feels very different. Yeah. So like, I, I actually don't, I, it's, I'm actually fine with these people having chips in their ankle. I really don't care. The thing that scares me is the door that gets opened and, and at what, you know, at, I'm not really one of those George Orwell tinfoil hat type of, not that George Orwell was tinfoil hat, but I don't really care. Like in spite of what you might think from listening to these episodes, dear listener, I'm not really super scared about the future. I, there's a lot of scary things happening, but people tend to it feels like people tend to, whether it's through the legal system or 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 otherwise, they kind of settle in a place that's generally agreeable. I don't know. Is that fair to say? Yeah. At, at the base level, I think we all pretty much have the the same interests and and concerns with regarding these things. We 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 tend to settle on some kind of some kind of middle ground usually. Yeah, there, but there's something about this that feels really. I mean, it's literally invasive, but there's something about it that just seems like 
super it's just like a, a pandora's box it feels like to me like once the technology is exi- you know exists and is proven and is allowed in certain cases then why not why not expand it to other crimes yeah it not it not even crimes necessarily but why don't we just put them in the kids <laughs> right right and then what and then you know like Right. It's well, it's, and it's the, it's the classic thing. Like, oh, it's, it's for the kids. It's for safety. If what, what, you don't love your kids. Why aren't you microchipping them? You can already hear the ads. If you really loved your children, you'd put a microchip in their ankle. And and like, you can, I don't know, you can, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm on the, there's already people that track their kids. Like they track their cell phones or they track, like buy tracking items for them. And Mm -hmm. I mean, there's already a, a segment of parents out there that are like, there's no way I'm going to not track my kid. Yeah. It's like the ultimate helicopter parent. It's like the drone parent. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It's, it's crossing the line for me. Uh, I just, I mean, and I, you know, we both have kids. I, I wouldn't do it. If the technology existed, I wouldn't do it. I don't even like forcing them to wear bike helmets. Never mind, like, you know, a chip in their ankle to constantly track them. Here's the thing with the kids. Like I've, I have, you can, oh God, I can see myself doing it already. Let's say uh, it's the standard thing. People are like, yep, you, you know, kid's born. They, uh, they do their, you know, you're in the hospital still. They get their chip. You have your little checklist. Like, do you want them circumcised? Do you want the microchip? Do you want them? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> totally. All that right, right down the line. It'd just be like a normal thing. And the, the thing that would need to happen is that there would need to be like, when would you be allowed to activate it? Would it have to be an emergency or would you be able to be like, oh, I wonder what time the, I wonder what time Erica is going to be home. I'll just activate the microchips in the kid's ankle to see how far they are from the house. Like, would it be a thing that you just used for convenience all the time? Like, like the, the, the clock in the Weasley's house in Harry Potter, where they can see where everyone is and how far they are from arriving home. This brings up an interesting story, actually. Um, Kira went on a, a school trip to Washington, D.C. a while back. Hmm. And when, while they were on their way home, they were, gonna, they were supposed to get home like real late at night, like 11 o'clock at night. And their, their bus broke down. And so they had to wait and get another tour bus everything, and, and all this stuff. And I was trying to talk to Kira. She was texting back and forth. And I'm like, well, where are you at? How long are you going to be? You know, are you going to be at the school at, at midnight or at 3 a.m.? And, and she was like... I, you know, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure where we're at right now. And so I just, I turned on the GPS location thing on her phone just to, just to find out where she was and sort of just sort of, sort of get some bearing because if she was going to be here at 3 a.m., I was going to go sleep for a couple of hours and I felt horrible doing it. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I don't know. It, it just, it felt, it felt really weird and, and invasive to like turn that on, on her phone because you can totally do it remotely. Yeah. And it, well, that reminds me. There's there's a there's an app called Glimpse that lets you do that to yourself. So if and I've used it a couple of times, it's actually pretty cool. Where you know, Erica will be home. Oh, what time are you going to be home? I'll be like, oh, I'm on my bike, but I'm kind of far away. So and I'll send her a glimpse, G L Y M P S E, and it sends her a map. You know, when you look at a map normally on say Android or iOS, there's like you're this little blue dot on the map. Mm-hmm. Well, when you send a glimpse to someone, you're the little blue dot on their map. So they can see where they are and they can see where you are and they can see your dot approaching them. So they get an idea of, of actually when you're going to arrive, which is kind of useful in situations where, 
you know, someone's trying to time dinner or we're trying to do a kid's handoff for karate or whatever. She doesn't have to like wait outside for an extra, you know, five minutes for me to come around the corner. She can actually just look at her phone and just say, oh, when he gets within this radius, send me a push notification. I mean, it's, it's nice actually. And I think the difference is that you know, you did it where mm-hmm. if you, you know, if I turned on, cause you're right, I've got access to all the, to the find my iPhone for all of our stuff. So I could just turn on Erica's find my iPhone thing and know where she was without her knowing. Right. Which is, I think that's the, that's, that's the creepy part with that is that the expectation is that you're not tracking them. And then you do. Yeah. And then you do. And I would, I would definitely feel better about it if I was like, oh, I'm going to turn on your find my phone thing so I can see where you are. So like in the Kira situation, I could sort of see that because she didn't really know where she was probably, you know, exactly yeah. where she was, where yeah. Erica would know where she was. And instead of being like, hey, I'm going to turn on your find my iPhone feature, she could just tell me where she was because she would know. <laughs> right. Uh, but so the, there's a similar sort of sort of tipping point, I think, with the, the implant, which is that... So you, with the phone, in the case where you turn it on remotely, the other person's not in control of the information that's being shared. And with the chip, it's kind of the same thing. And you can never turn it off. And, you know, short of a box cutter, you're not getting rid of it. There's even less control. If you don't, someone, don't want someone tracking your phone, you turn off your phone. True. Yep. And so, you know, of course, the, the, the argument to this would be uh, in this specific case, you'd say, well, they shouldn't be able to because of this heinous crime they committed. And I totally agree with that. Uh, like I said, I, mm-hmm. I would rather have them killed than chipped, though, because I just don't, I just can't get there mentally. It sets a really scary precedent. Yeah. And I suppose, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm sort of against the slippery slope argument, but this one feels really slippery. <laughs> <laughs> so it raises a bigger, I think it raises a bigger issue technology wise. I mean, if you really, if you want to go full sci-fi, let's go full sci-fi. The reason that it's even possible is because the size of the electronics is small enough to to make it feasible. And they apparently have come up with some sort of battery power that's going to last for a really long time. So what happens when that goes in order of magnitude smaller and, and you get down to like the smart dust size, maybe it only lasts for a couple of hours or maybe it's powered off body heat but what if somebody basically sneezes in your general direction and blows like a billion nanobots into your inhale stream yeah. and you can't even, there's like nothing you can do about it. I suppose tracking would be the least of your worries if somebody did that, but you can totally see like a, a sci-fi plot theme revolving around that kind of a, that kind of an approach. So as the point is, as the technology gets smaller and the power becomes a non-issue, you can do some really whacked stuff. Yeah, you can, and and apparently you can already do some some really whack stuff, and it it becomes at, at some point it reaches a tipping point where it kind of becomes a human rights issue. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. It, it's going to boil down to a legislation type of thing mm-hmm. because the technologies, the, the super freaky surveillance. I mean, as if your phones weren't bad enough. Like the phones are bad enough, <laughs> right? You know, it's like we're, we're right. all we're all tagged and trackable, and the you know we the difference from say 1984 to this is that we all paid for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> we all willingly paid for it. Exactly. Quite a bit too. So, I mean, there's no doubt that it's going to get weird and that it's going to be the kind of thing that gets played out in Congress and courtrooms and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, even 
even just just kids aside, I can like if they start tracking one type of criminal, I can easily see this expanding to let's track all former criminals. Yeah, and and soldiers would all get it. Every soldier would have it. Yeah, every every soldier. Well, every government official would have it. Yeah. Okay. This brings up a connection. What was the what was the name of the piece? So my neighbor is like this art teacher at RISD. And oh right, yeah, yeah. And so he and a and a curator are putting together an art show called Nothing to Hide. That's about this attitude that I particularly see. Well, I was going to say with older folks, I guess that's just just anecdotal on my part. But when the Snowden thing came out, my father was like, oh, I don't have anything to hide. I don't care. You know, it, it's it's like the NSA should be able to track us. Like, what's the big deal? Of course, they're tracking us. I actually don't. It's I don't care that they're tracking us necessarily. I care about the the secret courts more than that they're tracking us. I think that it. Sh- I think that there should be just like a mailman. It's a federal offense for a mailman to open up your mail. It should be a federal offense to uh, to use tracking information in a way that is not approved uh, by the general public. You should have a warrant. Yeah. So you know, not it shouldn't be the secret court thing, and blo- that's that's BS. There's just way too much room for abuse there. It should be a major uh, federal offense for you to, without authorization get access to somebody's phone records. I mean, like that's, it should be obvious, right? Yeah. You would think so. So here's the thing. So in that conversation, uh, that particular one with my father, he said a thing that a lot of people say, well, I have nothing to hide. So I don't really care if they're tracking me. And I'm like, do you close the door when you go to the bathroom? Yeah. I, I don't have anything to hide either, but I say and do a lot of things throughout the day that are no one else's business. I mean, it's not like anything horrible would happen if they overheard it. They just don't need to. I think it's even, I think it's a little stronger than that. Maybe it's just me, but there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a difference between wanting to have your privacy and having something to hide. I think the word hide is, it's like, I don't, not, it's not a secret that I poop, but I don't want everyone watching it on YouTube. Right, exactly. Yeah, just don't do it in the New York subway. <laughs> yes, that story. <laughs> it's, yeah, they have, it's against the law, actually, it turns out. There are big yellow signs. Yes, which apparently prevent this subway pooping that appears to be rampant. So, so that's the, the and so I, I feel like it's somehow related. So like people, if someone's like, yeah, just chip everybody, then everybody be chipped. And then, you know, the sort of Mark Zuckerberg thing where nothing should be anonymous, you know, it's like people would behave a lot better if nothing was anonymous. And it's like, yeah, well, what about, you know, political dissidents, et cetera, et cetera. What if you were having a private conversation with like your brother and you've got 60 years of context behind that conversation and when taken in absence of that context the the statements appear damning or mm-hmm. are very upsetting to your children perhaps and somebody say an ex-wife gets their hands on it and wants to make your life a living hell and releases it on youtube or wherever that i mean it, it's not just a question of to me it's not just a question of like oh here's a video of my you know my doctor giving me my physical it's more like it's more like people can, t- you do have stuff to hide. Sorry, dad, you do have stuff to hide because there are things that can be taken out of context. Okay. Maybe it's not criminal stuff. Right. Well, that's the implication. Like, oh, I'm, I'm an honest, upstanding person. Yeah, no kidding. But you have, there are things that are private in your life. I know that. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you don't necessarily want them splashed all over the place and then be forced to 
you know, either explain the context or maybe there's no way to explain the context. You know, maybe you're into something that's perfectly legal and just kind of outside of the norms and you're a school teacher and, you know, you don't necessarily want the entire junior high school class to know what you're into behind closed doors. There was a, we talked about a story recently where a, a student got a hold of a teacher's phone and it wasn't, wasn't locked. Yeah, and there were there were nudes on the phone. Right, and a lot of people were, well, she shouldn't have taken those pictures if she didn't want the entire world to know about them. And I'm like, no, that kid should be expelled is actually what I think should happen. It's the kid that that um, broke the rules there. Right. So, you know, I don't know. So the, the thing with the tracking is it goes back to that. So I'm, I guess I'm pre-arguing against anybody in the audience who's like, well, I have nothing to hide. I just put a chip in my ankle. And it's like, yeah, well, maybe you do. Yeah. Like different, different things are appropriate for different audiences. And even if it's not anything bad that you want to hide per se, it's still, it doesn't mean it's, it's fair game for everyone you come into contact with. Right. I mean, even something as simple as swearing, like I don't swear in front of my kids, but I do swear. But I, I don't want audio of me swearing, like my kids listening to it, and then I have to explain to that, you know, like, come on. You don't act like that around your grandparents, you know. Right. You do, you'd sort of take a subtle shift in your behavior depending on who's around. I mean, if you didn't do that, you'd be a sociopath. So it's like it, it, in an extreme case where you just like, you don't care who's around, you just poop on the subway or whatever. <laughs> we'll have to link to the, we'll have to link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so so even though I don't know about the slippery slope, the slippery slope thing, and I I, I hate to play that card, but I, I can't stand when people are like, "Oh, I've nothing to hide. Go ahead and chip me too." I'm like, "Nah, you've you've got things to hide." Yeah, yeah, and it's there's already so many ways to so many ways to track people and. I, I get really annoyed at the parents that insist on tracking their kids. That's that's one of my biggest pet peeves. And I know a lot of parents who are like, yeah, I'm going to track my kid. Yep. Trust don't track. It's almost like uh, I can't I can't get into the parenting thing. It's too like people people are like not going to change their mind about what they're going to do. But I, I'm just. A, yeah. I mean, if, if I said what I really thought about it, I would just end up offending people. Right. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I was about to go there, too. Uh, anyway. Do what you want with your kids. They're your kids. But uh, I am a trust don't track person. We should perhaps leave it there. Yeah, that's that's probably a good place. Um, it's probably enough just, um, pot stirring. Yeah. That's our show for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again next week for Terrifying Robot Dog. Bye. Bye. Would you like to support Terrifying Robot Dog? Just think of two friends who dig the show and send them to terrifyingrobotdog.com for links to iTunes, Facebook, and RSS feeds. If you don't have two friends, you can still help us out by leaving a nice review on iTunes. Thanks.
say, come up, hook on subway. 